InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Despite progress in recent decades, there's still a significant leadership gender gap at Fortune 500 companies. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco has the story. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Only about 6% of CEOs at Fortune 500 companies are women who are also underrepresented on corporate boards and many other high management roles as well. For women who do rise to leadership, getting there is not enough. They must work hard to stay there. Part of this involves picking the right leadership style and making excellent decisions in a crisis. Jen Donahue is a leadership coach, engineer, and Navy veteran who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. She joins us now with advice on succeeding as a leader. Jen, with so many men as leaders and possible role models, do women make a mistake if they try to emulate a man's leadership style instead of just being themselves? I would say absolutely yes. One of the biggest mistakes that I ever made was trying to emulate some of the leaders that I had, and they were yellers. So I tried it once, and oh my God, it felt absolutely awful because I was trying to be something that I wasn't. And it really took me several months to figure out what is my leadership style. But it's one of those things that really haunts me that I think back, and that was almost 26 years ago, that I don't feel good about. I feel pretty ashamed about that. So lots of volume doesn't make you a respected person. It's just a lot of volume. (laughs) It is a lot of volume. I think that you can get to the heart of people a lot better if you try to reach to them personally. I've seen it where people are yelling and you see this wall immediately go up in front of whoever is being yelled at. So you're not getting through to them. You have to find a way to get through and just being a yeller and using volume. That's not going to work. And that seems to dovetail with another subject. Give us a few tips on how to develop loyal teams to work with. Loyal teams start with trust. And to establish trust, everybody says that trust is a two-way street. But you have to get to the on-ramp first. You have to establish trust with your team. You have to ask them questions. You have to get to know them. What are their goals? What are their aspirations? What are they most excited about with their job? Once you start to establish that trust then they'll start to trust you back. And at that point, you need to give a little bit of your power away to them and delegate to them. And then they're going to be a lot more loyal because now they are vested. This is their project. So those are the steps that I would take. But suppose you inherit a team with men or women that has misgivings for whatever reason about having a woman leader. What do you do? You are put in that position for a reason. Companies these days, they don't want to go out and, you know, take big risks on things. So if the company is putting a woman in a position of power, that means that they have full trust and confidence in them. Now, the team might not look at it that way. And I think that's where it's really important to establish yourself as a leader, despite what, you know, they might think about it. One of the best ways to do this is to be as professional as possible. Go out and ask questions. Talk to each one of the members of the team. Understand what their misgivings are. And then it's basically at that point your chance to prove why you were there. Well, leaders, male and female, often win respect by performing well in a crisis. Can you share with us some specific strategies and tactics for crisis leadership? Crises are going to come up all the time. So my best recommendation is to have a plan. 
And I know that it's hard to have a plan for a crisis because usually crises are things that we're not anticipating. But start thinking about what can go wrong on your project or in your corporation and start planning for how you are going to go about trying to resolve that. Now, the best part is get your team involved as well. So have a brainstorming session with your team. What can go wrong in the project? What can go wrong in our corporation? And involve the team in getting prepared for the crisis. This way, whenever the crisis occurs, your team understands what their immediate actions are, and you're able to respond a lot more effectively and efficiently as well. So this happened especially while I was in the military in Iraq and Afghanistan, and even whenever I was in the corporate situation, where you have to plan for these crises. And I know that sounds crazy, but it really is possible. We're visiting with Jen Donahue, leadership coach, engineer, and Navy veteran who led complex operations around the world, such as constructing combat outposts in Middle East deserts filled with insurgents. Our topic, the leadership gender gap. Jen, throughout your career, what situation would you say brought the toughest challenge to your leadership authority? The toughest challenge for me was in Afghanistan. I was in charge of 800 people. I had 400 with me there in Afghanistan. I had 400 still in the States and just trying to manage that. But the problem was, is that I had a boss who was a yeller. And I mean, not just a yeller. I mean, this guy was six foot eight, probably about 270 pounds. He was a former linebacker for the U.S. Army. He was a really big guy. And he, I hate to say, but I don't think he actually liked women. And so I was his direct report and he would yell all the time. He would demean people all the time. And you really have to have a strong network and some resilience in order to stand up to that on a day-to-day basis. I mean, to be honest, whenever I was over there, I almost felt like he was the enemy and not the insurgents that were shooting at my helicopter and, you know, shooting at my convoys. That's really how bad it was. And I had to basically find something within myself to be strong. And I had a great network behind me to just try to stand up to this person on a day-to-day basis. And no thoughts of reporting the person, anything like that. Is that a bad idea for women to do as opposed to try to deal with it? I think there's times and places for reporting. Unfortunately, in Afghanistan, there really wasn't a means to do so. Putting your immediate boss on direct report, that's very, very difficult and very challenging to do. I would say in the corporate environment, I think there are other ways that you can do that. Working with the HR department and and such, there's not really an HR department for the military, unfortunately, but I would say in the corporate sense, yes. And I've had to do that once before as well, where I had to go to HR and say, I need some help. Not that I'm trying to put somebody on report, but I need some help with this situation. And that's a good way to get the ball rolling in order to try to make amends for these types of situations. You've talked about mentoring less experienced staff. How important is mentorship and what benefits can come back to the leader who mentors effectively? (laughs) Mentorship is everything. I will just tell you, I was a young engineer. There weren't very many females in engineering. And then there's even fewer women in the military that are engineers. And I never had a mentor. I didn't think that I needed a mentor. And so I was this wild little thing running around, making mistakes. And man, if I had a mentor, (laughs) I think my life would have been a whole lot easier. And since I started to, you know, grow in my positions and mature a little bit, I realized 
wow, I really need a mentor. And now I've had younger engineers and military officers come in and say, hey, would you be my mentor? Well, not having any idea what a mentor does, I had to go and study it and I decided to get my own mentor. And that's really made all the difference because they are going to try to help you and they're trying to make sure that you succeed. Now, as a mentor, it is absolutely fantastic to see your mentee start to thrive and start to grow. And it's such a rewarding experience. Jen Donahue, Leadership Coach, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.